Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. It's a time shift, baby. We go three years into the future to catch up with a San Sebastian High School alumni class. Run away with me because a politician after show on AfterBuzz TV starts right now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. How is everyone doing out there on the internet? Streaming live or listening on the podcast device if you're choosing. It's the Politician After Show on Netflix, the Netflix original. This is Afterbus TV. My name is Wobo Boys. Thank you so much for keeping me in your life and second screens. We're talking about episode 8 Vienna, the last episode of the first season of The Politician. Before we do all that, let's introduce our panel. All the way to the left, she's an attorney at law and a writer of women's literature. Give us Fern Renee. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing, Fern? I'm great. I have an itsadamcar.com pen. When I've never been better. Given exclusively. And since the right before we started himself. today, uh, for the person actually dispensing these Adam Carr pens, given up for Adam Carr. <laughs> Some people do. <laughs> thank you. The pens have dropped today. I want to thank everyone so much. Of course, you can always go to itsadamcar.com. God bless you. Um, Adam Carr here, hand model from Cleveland. So happy to be back here for the show. This is uh, the season finale. Um, for uh, season one here of The Politician, absolutely brilliant season, brilliant season of television. Gonna... Thoughts about the, 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 show, the episode and the show overall as a unit? The episode was great because as we uh, touched on before, episode seven, that penultimate episode. Pen- penultimate? Sorry, penultimate. No, no, I'm just saying I was Penul- repeating oh, it. Oh, sorry, I thought you were yeah, trying yeah, to yeah. correct me. I'm like, no, 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 oh, no, God, no, I said no, it wrong. Right. <laughs> that is my greatest fear, that I will say something wrong repeatedly on this show and just keep repeating it. That is, that, that, that's the, my the, nightmare. The worst fear for me is getting someone's name wrong repeatedly. Really? I've done that oh, before. Got it. <laughs> got it? So, uh, what was great is um, last episode, episode seven, felt like this season finale where all these things happen. And then mm-hmm. this episode, which was so important sets us up for season two because at the end of this episode i I was like no i want more now i'm like you can't do this yeah but if they had ended with this episode i would have not had um sorry they did end with this episode if this had been earlier uh or had started excuse me let me say this correctly now if this had been the first episode of season two which is what most television shows would have done Mm -hmm. it would not have been as exciting because we would have seen all this action happen at the end of season one sky goes to jail nana's gonna go to jail peyton's alive uh alice everybody drops away and now uh we're seeing a setup for new york and for future peyton finally becoming president but if this is where it had started we would have gone whoa we're here now there's a time jump there's all these things yeah i need to get into this again but instead this primed us right. to jump into mm-hmm. season two. What a fantastic season finale. Yeah, the finish season finale for me, it's pretty cool. Cool season. I love the show now. I'm, I'm on board 120%. Yeah. I was just there 100%. Now I'm 120%. I want to see where these characters are going. Yeah. Um, I guess my prediction was wrong. I thought it would be an anthology series, but it looks like it's a continuing story. Fern, mm. thoughts overall of the show and the season? love the show. I'm in for all five episodes. I will, I mean, all five seasons. <laughs> if I'll be back doing this after show, hopefully, with you guys. I oh, love yeah. this show. I can't wait to see where he goes. Um, but this episode, I thought it was genius. I thought it was genius the way they wrapped up 
all the storyline, you know, all the storylines pretty much in episode seven. And the thing that keeps a reader writing in, you know, in a book or keeps a reader reading in a book or, or anything is if your characters are not okay. And everyone was kind of okay. They didn't get what they wanted at the end of seven. So you'd been like, oh, all right. But now we're like, where? They're keeping me reading, keeping me watching because they're not okay. We got to see how it's going to go forward. And I loved it. I loved what they did. I do have a lot of problems with... Oh, snap. Oh, yes. With how... With the uh, ultimate, you know, the the fates of some of the characters. Sure. Okay, we'll get into that real yes. quick. Uh, you guys can watch along in the live chat here. If you have a question or comment, we'll make sure we're reading on air. And, and you can support the show by using the super chat function. It's an S inside of a box. Click that. Let you know what to think. We'll also read those comments on air as well. New York City. I have never seen someone going to NYU look like a failure. Uh, <laughs> or Peyton three years later playing in a club, telling jokes, uh, drinking a lot. Is this a Peyton we want to see? Is this a- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Whole new chapter. What do you guys think about this? Seeing Peyton three years in the future. Uh, I mean, as someone who used to drink like a fish, I can tell you, I, I picked up right away. I was like, oh, he's really unhappy. Mm. He's like just, it seems like he's, at first you think, oh, he found a way to find peace with himself and move on. And like Georgina had told him before, be sure to find a, a way to let music still be mm-hmm. in your life because music's so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, River, anytime we've seen flashbacks with River, there's always that same piano ple- uh, piece that's playing uh, overhead. So oh, really? we know that music, piano, is a huge way that he ties into something that he loves. Mm-hmm. Um so when I saw him playing, I was like, oh, he's happy. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed, too, I was like, oh, he just finished that drink. Oh, he's starting the next one right after he finished that one. To me, there's just, are just little cues. I'm like, oh, he's he's drunk. Yeah. He's, uh, he's pretty much. And then James says when they bring him back, like, no, he, he's drunk every night. So then you go, oh, oh, no, he's not doing well. Yeah. He's very hurt. Um, because I can tell you, just from personal experience, he's trying to escape. He's, he doesn't want to be where he is. Yeah. Uh, you want to get out of that situation as soon as you can. So it hurts because we've started with this guy so on top and just, I got to do this, I got to do this, and I got to do this. And I'm going to be president. Maybe you can be part of it. Maybe you're not. Sorry. Um, and now just he's, he uh, he doesn't, ha- I don't know, it's Captain Ahab without the ship. He has, he has no purpose. Yeah. So he needs to, he needs a bolt of lightning again, and we need to... He needs a reason to believe in himself again because he doesn't have that. And that's the thing that's so great about the show because here's somebody who is in the city at this piano bar doing the music thing at a, a really good school. If you're watching the outside, you're like, what's the big deal, bro? Sure. You live in life. But it's not what he wants. And it's almost like we're getting in our own heads, you know, saying, oh, I don't, I'm not I'm doing the dream. I'm at this day job or I'm stuck in traffic. But anyone can look at you and say, hey, you have your health. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, vaccinated or whatever that may be, you know, you should be good. As George Costanza once said, health isn't good enough. I'm sick of health. Everybody talks about health. That was pretty on point. I want things. That cadence is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that was it. Fern, uh, I thought it was pretty cool, a cool moment having... Having the moment of seeing my two best friends or my two good friends, yes. Infinity and Sky. Yes, there was a gap there. What, yes, there that? was, yeah. and that's what I have a problem with. Why isn't Sky in prison? Like she, 
attempted to murder someone. So yeah. did Ricardo. Ricardo's in jail doing guys and dolls. God, you know, great for him. God bless him. Yeah. But he's in prison. Why isn't she in prison? They both attempted to murder someone. But she, from what we can see, from the looks of her house, she probably has a lot of money. Her family has a lot of money. Ricardo doesn't. It's it's not fair. I'm not a okay with her being not exactly punished as much as him. That was interesting. But I also like, too, that that's setting up now that Infinity and Sky are both there watching um, that people who were your, you know, nemesis, is that the correct plural? Your yes. nemesis, nemesis, excuse me. People who nemesis. were your nemesis uh, <laughs> could also very well now become your friends. And that these people, because of this high school political game that everybody was playing, this yeah. is actually bringing all the characters together who will be behind Peyton for season two? Sure, but let me ask you a question, man. If I ever tried threatening poison with rat poison, would you ever come around to be my friend again? <laughs> ever? Even if you were featured in Vanity Fair? <laughs> yeah. Here's, that's, that's a caveat. Exactly. That is a caveat. <laughs> I think the thing that he's rationalizing it with was a bad thing was done to me, but I also wasn't necessarily a good person at the time. Hmm. He also then looks at it, well, I sat on the Infinity News. Well, I didn't quite... Was I really running for office to help as many people as possible? So I think he views it as that whole expedition, that whole political grand scheme. uh, He just chalks it all up to that. And also, too, I think the real... You have to eventually let go of that stuff. Like what Gwyneth Paltrow said. You can hold on to it as much as you want. But at the end of the day, I guarantee you, you're going to be the one holding on to it. Other people have let it go. I per- so oh, no, you got it. No, I was just saying that I didn't... Seeing Sky there didn't bother me, but the fact that she was the one to look at Peyton Lane and be like, Jesus, what happened to you? It's like, you did this to me! She didn't do that to him. She did something. She tried to poison him, but yeah. she didn't make him give up on his dreams. He did that himself. I know. Peyton is a bigger person than me. I would be like, you are not invited. <laughs> exactly. I don't care if I was not the greatest person. I didn't deserve to get poisoned. <laughs> right. And not even a good way either. Not like a, a, a silent or a painless word. Like, rat poison sucks. Yeah, I was listening yeah, rat poison's to few, up there, man. I was listening to a few interviews with Ronnie Jones who plays Sky and mm-hmm. I get the feeling that it's not all well with them. I don't know. Maybe I was reading into it a little bit but yeah. we might see her be, continue her um, underhanded ways maybe in future seasons. And that's she might not drama. be perfect. To, she might not be perfectly trustful. <laughs> well, Trustworthy. I mean, who is in this world, right? <laughs> who is in the show? No. Yeah, really, as, soon, yeah, as soon as we have a moment where we go there's nothing wrong with them. Kind of like what, what we had with uh, Senator Standish in this. Yeah. When they're vetting her. Like, is there anything wrong? Like, I guarantee you there's yeah. something. Yeah. Before we tackle that, before we move on to the next subject, can you tell the world, Adam, how they listen to this After Buzz show and other After Buzz shows? Absolutely. We're getting a little zealous over here, but that shouldn't stop us from telling you thank you so much for uh, listening to us, finding us, liking us. Um, you have made us the ESPN of uh, TV talk and we are thankful for that and for us to continue to grow of course as a nonprofit, we absolutely need your help so please uh, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube uh, give us rating on iTunes if you really like us if you love us give us five stars please always be sure to comment we love talking with you we're going to read a comment later today in the yeah, show right so we, def- we definitely we will talk to you um, and then of course th- uh, thank you for being part of the AfterBuzz uh, TV family with us I love coming here it is absolutely awesome doing these shows and getting to talk about them and uh, talking with you guys at the end of the day so thank you for being a part of it and we look forward to uh continuing this wonderful journey very nice we will read all of your comments i promise yeah. all 588 <laughs> here's one a five-star review over from the itunes wire uh, the other captain america writes 
All the hosts here are very knowledgeable about the show. Super fans for sure. Thank you so much for leaving a comment telling the world about this podcast. The other Captain America. That's the nice. other Captain America. Well done. The other Steve Rogers. Yeah, the other Steve. <laughs> SR, system. keep it real. Let's talk about Leader Standish. Uh, the episode kind of like pivots to her. And for a second, you're like, oh, wait, is this another like spinoff? Because, you know, all different cities yeah, or whatever. You're like, mm-hmm. is this the anthology? Is, yeah, this, yes. is this the next line of characters? Right. Are, are we on board with her at first? Or are we kind of like, what is going on? Or is she like draconian is she like a, a puzzle character firm tell me i love both of these actresses so i'm like if this is the anthology and this is the next season i love it i'm here for it but um yeah i i, I mean i was on board with these two strong women and that she was ne- you know she's doing something right she was never opposed apparently so um she's trying to do the right thing i seem like all right i can root for them yeah she seems like someone that's pretty much At locked first, in yeah this um this felt a little bit when you we were hearing her story that she's run unopposed for so long that Stuck out for a reason. Um, and then the fact that she was meeting with the Texas senator uh, who was able to win Texas. I'm blanking on his name right now. But yeah. to me, this show is awesome because it's very, it's at the forefront of where our politics are because Texas is a state which is, they're saying down the line, is definitely going to become purple in the next 10 years. Absolutely. It's no longer just this uh, conservative. Um, bedrock that they can depend on um her right away she reminded me whoever this had a little bit uh it felt like the aoc story a little bit yeah because we uh aoc she originally um challenged a congressman Mm -hmm. in new york who had been running Mm -hmm. unopposed for a very long time think of that so peyton's the aoc yeah peyton's the aoc so sorry not not her but um so that was a little bit of that feeling like oh we're talking about Mm -hmm. texas which is very relevant right now and then i'm we're also talking about aoc who again long shot came out of nowhere 29 year old bartender working like no one would think they would have any chance but they put their finger on the pulse and they figured out what was going on and they started actually listening to people and people respond to that as we see let's take a step back though so the the proposition here was that this senator was running for president or he's like I'm going to run for president and I want to be my my vice president running mate Um, moment there I was like I'll think about it no you're not thinking about it you're going to do it Right. so it looked like it was pretty much on rails and I was like well what's the conflict but it turns out on two sides of it, one, she's running on the polls, which we'll talk about with Payne's campaign, but also the way they run their election campaign is pretty much an automatic. Friends, talk me through this. I- I'm sure you've seen other people running for office, your friends or network. How does that look like? You're just sitting there going, oh, we're doing mailers. Yeah, it's they were just, they were so behind Windows 99. Yeah. It's, like that it's just like Windows 95. <laughs> yeah, is that what she said? Yeah, yes, I have yeah. no idea what that is. As someone who used to play video games on Windows 95, <laughs> I will tell you, that would be tough. Is there Windows 99? It was 98. There was an M- me, and it was a 2000, right? Does 99 exist? I'm sorry. I, I, I was out and then the there movie. was an XP. There was an XP. Okay. <laughs> Charlie, Windows morning. XP. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was kind of interesting how you have this person successful mm-hmm. plugged in. Seen is very good, but it just seems to be very beat a lot of cracks in this operation. And completely took her took her constituents for granted. Just assumed that the, it seems like she was just assuming she would be reelected. She hasn't been un, you know hasn't been opposed. So there's just no reason to update their systems. The most you know the most yeah. um, advanced thing in their office is the bathroom pass. So right. no reason to update taking everything for granted. Of course she'll be reelected. And now that she has the opportunity to possibly be the vice presidential candidate raises the stakes for her. Right. So if this little twerp the way they see him ruins that for her and she's not reelected, then that chance the chances of her being the vice presidential candidate are out the window. And by the way, let's also not forget Bette Midler, absolutely amazing first scene where she's trying to get into the meeting yeah. with the uh, senator elect and uh um, Hadassah Gold. Yeah. Senator Standish, yeah. She's um 
She's brilliant. This is why she's Bette Midler. And also then you're watching it and you're like, oh, Bette Midler should be working on a Ryan Murphy show. Because she exactly, look at like the First Wives Club, look at Hocus Pocus. Camp. She can, yeah, yeah, she can be absurd and then she can also, it's her fast wit. It's the way she's able to uh, roll things off so fast. She did a show at the Geffen Playhouse, I'll Eat You Last. Uh, it was a limited run where she was playing a, a former uh, power agent. Um, and she was absolutely brilliant like yeah. she's you know the, she's Bette Midler for a reason so it's so cool to see her on the show now I, I thought it was kind of interesting you know we're getting to the, the, the fourth act where Peyton decides to, to run against uh, the leader Sanders but let's take the step before it looked like the inciting incident was McAfee's she went there to work on the campaign mm-hmm. yeah. and she was frustrated and she was belittled that was my favorite scene with Bette Midler <laughs> tell me more about when that when she's getting her nails done yeah, and then yeah. she tells her I know exactly what your plan is and don't come you know she like un- she dresses her down, whatever the phrase is. Yeah. In, I thought the writing of that scene was genius. I it thought it was. was perfect. I loved, from the moment she's getting her nails done, right to the end when she shows her the door with her high black boots, I was like, Bette Midler is the best. Yeah. Um, so that was a scene I loved, and a weaker character would have been like, all right, you know what, I'm going to stay, I'm going to get my letter of recommendation from, from this woman. But McAfee is is our hero. Yeah. McAfee's become a real hero. See, has always been the hero all along. <laughs> Told you, yeah. No, yeah. McAfee's in there. She got the Avengers happening. Uh, yeah, she. <laughs> <laughs> but before before that, uh, they were saying, "Hey, look, Peyton should run." Peyton's like, "Nah, I'm mm-hmm. good. I got these issues, bro." And he gets some mail. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the letter. Let's talk about this. That's the other thing I had a problem with. Are we supposed to believe that him and Alice are one true love, or we're supposed to believe that they want something from each other? They, they still got their eye on the grand prize. She'll be first lady. He'll be president. I think that's it. I think that yeah. there's a planet fractured a bit, and then eventually it's kind of like, wait, I do see an opening, but I have to get away with that. But it's not because they love each other so much. What is love, though? Yeah. Admiration and respect, Fern. If you admire somebody, loyalty. Yeah. Loyalty is love, right? Right. It's not. I, uh, sorry. No, you no, you go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go. I was just going to, I don't like the scene in the cafe when she was like, when he brings up her cheating on James and she's like, oh, you know, loyal. What did she say? Sex is nothing. Sex is nothing. Like, these kids have no idea. Like, no, abort this plan. You're not going to be happy. Yeah. But I guess they they have to learn for themselves. I think the idea they were also touching upon was that maybe, and this is what I started to wonder too, was maybe they were all worse when they were working for Peyton in the at, in the election, Peyton was doing better, but then everyone else around him was actually doing much worse. Right. They were doing worse things. They were compromising on their character. They weren't putting themselves first, and they all kind of broke away in the end when they're like, "Wait, I've been following you this whole time, and you haven't even been staying true to what I've told you to stay true to." So then I thought, "Oh, well, then maybe he's not supposed to be the politician, but maybe if they're all doing better now, he's doing worse." So is everything the way it's supposed to be? And that's a kind of a question I kept asking myself as I was watching. I'm like. Does he? Should he be a politician? Is, yeah. Would he be bad for the system? Would he right. be good? If right. he's supposed to be so great and this is like ordained from a higher power, then shouldn't everybody be doing better? And then I feel like at the end they answered that question for us. Um, but it was cool working through that and just kind of saying, you know, should is he the hero that we really deserve right now? It's ha- it's hard to say that he is uh, having that go get your girl bro moment, which you see so many times in TV shows and movies. I went to see about a girl. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bad idea. I mean, and prop for them sidestepping it at first, because if Alice was like, sure, sorry, Thad, you know, because right. Thad totally sounds like a guy in a movie that'll get dumped. By the <laughs> right. <laughs> Plus, he shows up and Thad's bringing her sorry flowers. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, you're screwed. I'm like, yeah. he's a taller dude with thick eyebrows. Probably <laughs> yeah. got some of that European money. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking like, like young Tom Cruise. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, uh, you're not gonna be. 
be sad. I'm like, they're going to go on their yacht to, you know, the south of France. Yeah, and you Alice tells them, you, maybe you could have an affair or something. I'm yeah, like, she says, maybe we could have an affair. I wrote that down as something really, I thought that was, like, so funny. <laughs> what? Because I'm like, definitely a rich girl said that. Yeah, so, def- definitely. And yeah. didn't she make a comment, like, you never looked back? I didn't know that was such a big moment in the show. That didn't it, strike it, me as, it, like, it, it was kind of kind of pay forward, yeah. You know, it, it was a thing where they were playing the role so far. I guess she took a personal offense to it. Right. I feel like that's how they set the course in the motion for them to actually break up. But mm. then Peyton wasn't the same guy having his dream taken away from him not once, but twice. Being, mm-hmm. hey, you're president, whatever. No, you're no longer president. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. So. And then not poison once, but twice. <laughs> but twice. And the same dang week. Like, what a day. Catch a break. Yeah, man. Funny. You know what is great, you know? Is that any good? <sighs> But yeah, so the idea that for them is like their relationship was always that complex thing, but there really wasn't any warmth. But the thing is, though, for politicians and their significant others, is it ever about warmth? I've never, I can't think of a presidential level candidate when I see them with their wives or husbands or whatever going, oh yeah, there's that romantic, like, Hallmark movie love you think about. It's usually very like, this is my partner. And I don't know. Maybe I'm a hopeless romantic, but I think uh, the, I, I think Michelle. I think the Obamas. I think the I think Reagans. The Obamas. Okay, yeah. The Reagans I, supposedly love Obamas. Do they love it? Also, tell you, the uh, rumors swirling. <laughs> that, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I from yeah. what I've read of um, who was the editor of Vanity Fair. I read her book, and she said that they she they did a cover with it. Well, they just adored them, yeah. each other. I don't know. Second, second, also, heard too. Uh, my dad actually met a uh, Secret Service man whose detail was George H. Bush for the first uh, Bush 41. Yeah, Bush forty one, and. He said um, he they slept in the same room every night. He's okay. like he never he never strayed. He's like that was a that was a true solid man and a president and a gentleman. Well, so, then I stand corrected. I think <laughs> I think it's just I have no heart and soul. <laughs> this has been proven. I think it's only because we hear certain stories and we see certain things, and those are the ones that keep getting repeated and talked about. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about healthy. Great right, that's marriages. boring. Well, yeah, that's no one, boring. No that makes they go. We have the Midwest for that. We don't need that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I want to hear what else is going on. They'll never put a new uh, on a new story of a plane landing safely at an airport <laughs> right, because it's exactly. a boring story exactly. whatsoever. But so the idea now is uh, the well. Before we get to that, so Standish has a thing, right? She's married. Yeah, she kinda is in she's a throuple. In a, she's in a throuple. A throuple. Ryan Murphy redefining how we view relationships. Polyandry. That's true. That's true power. Polyamorous or polyandry in this case. Yeah. Uh, husband and a guy, guy friend. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, we got surprised with this. When they said squeaky clean, were you thinking this is going to be the scandal? Will it be of a, of a romantic variety, or are you thinking that? I didn't see it coming. I was shocked. I, didn't, I mean, of all the all the relationships and how different it would be. You knew it was going to happen. I'm, but I'm like, yeah. I'm like, in the bedroom somewhere, I'm like, something's about to happen. Oh, I'm like, really? everything seems normal. Yeah. And I'm like, someone's about to enter with, uh, like, a severed head. Or something, like, is going to be weird. I was thinking webcams, man. Jeez. Webcams? Oh, sorry. I thought she was, like, filming her exploits. No, I thought the... they were going to be, like, killing someone. I didn't know. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be weird. Wow, screen AHS, yeah, AHS. Yeah. I mean, something, you know, something could always happen. Where it's just like, ah, and then someone dies. Yeah. I thought... Nobody? Just me? Sorry. No, I, I didn't I, go there. I, but I, I, my, my imagination so runs fern, out of ways. You... <laughs> anyway. I didn't go there. But... Yeah. I, well, that's the other problem I have with this, not to jump ahead, but that this is their thing they have on her. For such sexually fluid kids who are so seem to be so open, so non-judgmental, mm-hmm. that's the thing that they're going to bring up? Well, you hit it's older. hypocritical. You hit the older people with that. Older people won't understand the it. Millennials, voters. new generations, they don't care. 
Really, though? I, mean, I think people over 40 are going to, like, really care. I, I would, I would well, argue... Well, if they can't pick a partner, how can they pick what topics they're going to do as president? <laughs> okay, like, that you know, is... They're going to start... They're, there's some way to spin this negatively. I would argue because technically marrying two people at once is illegal. That, that, sure. that You can rational that a polyamorous relationship is something that's not becoming a politician because it's against the law. If we change the laws, it's one thing. You know sure. what I'm saying? I, I don't know. I feel like that's enough to be like, wait, wait, wait. But a she's minute. only married to one of them, but they choose to be but in love with the third have person. Someone else. Yeah. Which right, is legal. Right. right. But I feel like if I was pinning someone to the wall, you have to decide then. I see what you're saying, because what you could argue is just are they getting their job done? Are they doing everything that they need to? Right. Are but they... then you could argue people who have been, you know, people have been impeached, people have had things like, were they technically doing their job? Yes. Were they technically lying about something or admitting something? And not being totally honest with, uh, you know, like this, uh, another great television show with the president, The West Wing. Yeah. Uh, Josiah Bartlett hides that he has MS. Spoiler. Um, And their big thing is, (laughs) oh my gosh, their their whole thing was, you know, well, he was still doing everything that he was supposed Mm -hmm. to do. He was sick. He, like, didn't disclose something like that. So I think that's how they view it as once you have that breach of trust, then Mm -hmm. you don't know. Who mm-hmm. that person is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So using that as a backbone, uh, one of them, one of the backbones, it's decided to get the gang back together. Phone calls are happening. Skies and Vassar with all the militant females, she said, or whatever. Uh, we got a uh, uh, Alice on board, leaving Thad at the altar. Mm-hmm. Poor Thad. Uh, I love the, the way she locks them all in the yeah. church with a cross. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. By the way, <laughs> she tells cover. yeah because she tells Peyton at the cafe this isn't going to be like a scene from. Uh, the, oh, graduate. Yes, the Graduate. And then it is like The Graduate. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like Spider-Man 2, if you remember. Uh, the, Kirsten the Dunst. One, yeah. uh, she runs out in her wedding dress to go find Peter at the end. See, uh, Norman's another fad. Yeah, another fad guy. people running at the end in wedding dress. Sad. <laughs> that, yeah, that image, that, that image of everyone in the dorm. Uh, yeah. you know, not the roommate was pretty cool, but everyone else was in the dorm being like, and Peyton's like, oh, it's an intervention. We're just like, oh, right. poor guy. I've been sober for 15 days, you know? He got the, the word from River. He's all hyped to go. A team is ready to go and help him out. Yeah. Is this it? Is this, is this the squad? Are we rolling through that first press conference? Or are you saying, really, I don't quite buy that, that they will come from all over to help this guy out again after what happened last time? I don't know if I buy it, especially, I mean, I want to buy it because now the characters are becoming, you know, they're endearing to me now. But even Astrid coming in with this new... Deep throat? Yeah, deep throat. That that she's part of a throuple. Well, wasn't there a time when you, River, and, and Peyton were all hooking up? True. That's what I recall. Yeah. She brought that, you know, threw that in his face. So they're a little hypocritical that it makes me be like, come on. Yeah. Um, but it makes it interesting, and I can't wait to watch next season. Yeah. I never thought about Judith Fife's sex life until now. Right. Certainly not. Um, I, think they're, uh, I think they're all gearing up to go. I think this is going to be the politician season two. It's going to be the mean streets in New York. It's going to be figuring out uh, Senator Standish, how to take her down. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be about, I think it's the, the main theme is going to be how Peyton got his groove back. But Adam, he's a fetus. He's just so young. Doesn't matter. I think, too, it's hearkening to, like, Mayor Pete right now, you mm-hmm. know, who is 38 years old, mm-hmm. just three years above yeah, the age that, that you have to be. Um, yeah, I think we need to get over this whole ageist thing, because um, I, I don't think that being 70 should qualify you to hold office or Fair something. Enough. You know, I, I feel enough. like the, the younger you are, the more you're in touch with paying bills, seeing what's actually happening with people every day. Um, if you think about it, it's only for running for public office that being older helps. In what other job situation would a 75-year-old beat out a 38-year-old? 
definitely in, not any, basketball. In any other job situation, yeah. right? <laughs> in, any type of management situation, sales, if you were talking to any person, yeah. if you were 82 years old and walked in and said, I'm doing this for a long time, I deserve the bigger job, and then someone else who's 38 walks in, yeah. this is the only time in politics we go, oh, well, they've been around longer, so clearly they know more. Not necessarily the case. Right. Like, we need to go with quality here, not quantity. Maybe that's the case, but it looked like the Sanders team and goal were kind of like, yeah, kind of dismissive seeing this press conference shot at such an angle. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, that's so good. And let the, the, she couldn't even figure out the TV. That was the oh, point. Yeah. She's not aware of the trend or what is going on. They're so removed from it that yeah. they don't even see, and that's the best thing. That is exactly what you want to do. Right. It's like being someone on Survivor. You haven't been like, you haven't been making the huge moves, but you've been staying next to the people who are, and then those are the people who tend to go on at the end. Yeah. You, you want people to think that you're weak and you're nothing. You're never, your opponents are never at their weakest is when they believe that you are at your weakest. Right. And that's what you need. Just a final Perfect. question about, about the show overall. So we've seen the politician eight episodes there's twists and turns. It's not really a, a family show. <laughs> but would you present this show to someone as an inspiring thing to have them run and be more aware of their surroundings? Or is this, this show so absurd that it's kind of like its own fantasy? It's kind of its I own think it's just pure entertainment. Okay. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's a social commentary on things that are going on in the world. Um, there's themes that I relate to. There's themes that I... I I'm like, I like how they wrapped that up. I like how they did this. I love the writing. I love the acting. I love that it's a dark comedy at times, and then sometimes the tone shifts. I love everything about it. I don't know if I'd say it's inspiring, but yeah. I tell people to watch because I'm like, it's just so good. It's just so good, yeah. Pure entertainment value or just something with a little more meat on the bones? I think this show is one of the reasons Netflix is just killing it all around because Netflix is smart and mm. sees people like Ryan Murphy, Ian Brennan, Ian Brennan, Brad Falchuk, and just says, cool, here's the ball, run with it, do whatever you want to do. And not only are they doing it, they're crushing it. So uh, props to Netflix, props to everybody for being a part of the show. I think this show is, it's not necessarily, it, it's very entertaining, but it's also giving us, it makes us feel better watching it, just talking about certain things. I, I care about these characters. I care about Peyton. I want to see him win. Good point. Netflix, any extra balls, please give me one. <laughs> I'll have my own show. Uh, guy with a heart of gold, let me know. No, we'll moving... be his McAfee and James. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll help him with his ball, please. <laughs> it's now time for our special segment. It's now time for the most tender moment where we talk about things that make it go, oh. Oh, when River was the bartender and he said there's more honor in defeat than unused potential. Tell that was mine as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. That was mine. It, was great. Way, it was a great line. Such a Superman line. Yeah, such, such a, a Superman, Superman line. line, right? That is exactly what Superman would say. I guess. Now you mentioned it. I, I can't unsee yeah. it now. You can't. I can't unsee it. And you won't. <laughs> and you will not. <laughs> and he also said there's no such thing as destiny, just men like you who, when the world needs them, answer the call. That's Superman. Again, yeah. Superman. That is, I hear the trumpets. Does anyone else Superman? I feel like Ryan Murphy wants to write a Superman movie. He just doesn't know it. That's his audition. It's very possible. Yeah. They well, should do it. Yours? Your favorite moment? Uh, tender moment? Tender moment? Gosh. There's so many. It's part... My tender moment is also part of my favorite moment of the season. Um, actually, you know what? No. Uh, my tender moment. I'll, I'll, I'll give you another one right now. Uh, James says during the show, he says... Um, you need to get back out there, or it's when he shows them the um, invitation for Alice's wedding, and uh, Peyton's like, "No, nah, I can't do this." And James's like, "No, he's like, he's like, you don't have the fire anymore, and it's the fire that defines you." Yeah. So they're watching this. It's like in Rocky Two at the beginning, where he's not boxing anymore. He's just trying to get a regular job, and he feels himself just slowly dying every day in this life of mediocrity. That's what we're seeing now with Peyton, except he's like helping himself along with you know like a bottle of Bushmills at the end of the night, but. 
we're seeing this one super person act very normal, and that's very depressing. This structure is such a good point. It's very superhero-y. You know, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. That was Uh, a good one. That reminded me that James is turning out to be such a good friend, ultimately, when he got the invitation, he could tell what it was, and he's like, I didn't want you to open this alone. Yeah. That was really sweet. Yeah. That's a good friend. Now that you mention that, that is a dope friend, because I was like, whatever. (laughs) Didn't want to sign the NDA, but we'll be there for an invitation (laughs) opening. Yeah, exactly. That's a friend. All I'm saying is same amount of effort. Same. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was, it's the last episode of the season. So let's talk about our favorite scene of the season. Just thoughts about the one that made you go, wow. Adam, what's up? Okay. Um, so I'm not sure if we're able to pan in just a little closer here with the camera, but I'm, I'm going to look right here. So there's a moment that Peyton has, and it's, the, it's towards the end of episode eight, and it was such a great moment for Ben Platt because it showed what a fantastic actor he is. I'm going to try to recreate this moment, but it's basically when they said, you have to run, you have to run, uh, she's in a thruple, you, you can do this. And Peyton, he's just like, I don't know, guys. I, guys, I just... And then he starts thinking, and then he has this, it's like 10 seconds, but it's a total transformation, and he just goes... I'm running. Like, there's just cool moment. Thank you. You're welcome. UCLA. And, uh, (laughs) but it was such a great moment because it was like all, I just, I suddenly, I got, I was like, yes, do it. Run. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's what I wanted to see. It's like a sport. It was so, and it was just, it was all, it was right here. That that guy, he's read the Michael Caine book on acting because he did not blink. Michael Caine. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. That was impressive. So mine are a little less serious, but I Ben Platt makes me laugh. His intensity. So yeah. can it, Nana? When yeah. she was like, that, was <laughs> that was awesome. Moment. I saw it in the. I loved it. That, you know that same scene was in the promo when I was like, I have to watch this show. This kid is hilarious. And right. I like, I don't have time for your BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. We're not allowed to curse on AfterBuzz. Yeah. I don't, have, I don't have time for your BS. Yeah. Whatever he called her. I love it. I love his intensity. I loved when he was like, I hate Ash and I'm going to kill her. He's just so funny. Yeah. So those are mine. Carol the Platt, man. Uh, I guess mine was a little bit more melodramatic was uh, having Georgina uh, tell Keaton about Bridget and having him run across the house to jump off the common oh my door. God. But that to me was like, it was a perfect character moment. Mm-hmm. The way he responded to things, the opulence of their house and the absurdity of being like, goodbye. Oh, that's Caliban. such a good one. That was a Christopher Guest moment. That's what that was. Oh, yeah. It was so wonderfully absurd and also just watching him run and while this quiet narration's going on and the like uh, you know originally I bought this piece and, and, like, <laughs> like, and it's just like, like where are y'all this. going yeah yes as someone who's a bit of I, I'm definitely more of an awkward runner so that really because I think it's just the, the the hips are as wide as the shoulders and, and I'm, I'm built like a caveman so it's just it very much like you see it how are cavemen built I guess like you then if you just I that. just yeah crow magnum right a we'll is do a, a full body shot yeah it's a full body shot <laughs> it's a logical question A equals A uh, <laughs> Moving on, it's now time for our new segment. Oh, yeah, this one comes from Just Jared. Ben Platt, Zoe Deutsch, and the politician cast are named Els Hollywood Rising. This is pretty cool. So a young cast on this show, and they're doing big things. Ben Platt joins the cast of the politician and Els Hollywood Rising feature in the Women of Hollywood issue, available October 22nd. Uh, the 26-year-old actor had this to say about his castmates. Quote, um, Zoe Deutsch is most likely to make people laugh. David Cornsweet is uh, most likely to reference an obscure book or article. Uh, he himself, Ben Platt, is most likely to start a group chat. And Lucy is most likely, uh, most likely to never participate instead of group chat. So more and more of these uh, questions and answers are available uh, in the article from Elle as reported by Just Jared because this cast is young. Rising season two mm-hmm. already announced 
filming is happening this week as we speak. Shout out to everyone Thank at God. the politician. Right? Can we get like backstage passes to go on like the filming of that season two? Is yes. that possible? After Netflix delightful. gives me their balls, you can is totally it? give me a <laughs> uh, pass to see them live. Netflix, if you're listening, we'll take those passes. No, absolutely. They offer them? They give that? No idea. Has anyone We're ever asked? We're working hard here on the after show. How do we show? know if we've never asked? We're going to find out. It could be. I'm going to well find happen. out. ESPN TV Talk. I know this is not quite a prediction, but season two is on the horizon. You just got this spitball of what kind of show we're going to see. Your After Buzz TV predictions. In Peyton's quest to be the next state senator. What do you guys think? I predict that Peyton and Judith Light are going to just strangle each other like Alexis and what's her name from Dynasty? Uh, <laughs> in the fountain? In the fountain, yes. It's going to be just... They both want some. They both want something so bad for different reasons. They both have good reasons for wanting it, and they're just gonna basically kill each other. It's gonna be so much fun to watch. Think of the collateral damage, though. Yeah, People yeah, in New yeah. York. It'll be okay. Look He's never around it. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look it over it. Look at it. Bada boom. Look at all the carnage and everything that we saw from season one, just mm-hmm. for a high school political campaign. Absolutely. Now we're seeing it on a bit more of the state level. Um, we are seeing it on the state level. So everything's going to be right. I just can't wait. It's going to be them going after each other. Bette Midler's going to trade punches with James and McAfee. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Sky and Astrid are going to get thrown into the mix. Um, this is going to be awesome. Alice is going to be there. I mean, to me, it's like the Avengers have assembled. And now we're finding out, like, okay, cool. Like, maybe we, we just beat Thanos. Like, who's next? Who's right. the next big one? Yeah. And now we're going to see that play out. And I can't wait. I- That's going to be... I'm Genius. in the same boat. Uh, you know, lifelong New Yorker, uh, Brooklyn born and raised. Uh, my dad worked for transit, and there, no one has a good story about New York the Transit Authority. Everyone <laughs> hates them. Uh, but my, my dad took it in stride. It's kind of like, hey, it put food on the table, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Seeing this clash of styles and what the old guard looks like and how it's breathing and having this new uprising kind of thing is interesting. The dynamic you were saying of the ages and classes as well. Mm-hmm. The fact Peyton is rich and poor at the same time. I want to see if it's actually going to be a Haitian vote to just one dude at this oh, high yeah. school. Yeah. Great. Uh, there's a lot more play. That with... guy's coming back. You know, yeah. He's coming back, back. baby. It's going to be a throwback to the Haitian vote. I, I hope they, they drag out the election like they did the first season, having yeah. different things and even voter mm-hmm. perspectives on such a big scale. So that'd be kind of fun to watch. Mm. But it's almost time for us to get out of here. But before we do, Fern, we're going to will find you online. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fern Rone, R-O-N-A-Y, and my website, FernRone.com. Thank you so much for being on the panel. Website, of course, it's AdamCar.com. Uh, Funny Guy 1985 on Instagram and Twitter, AdamCar85. Thank you so much for being on the panel, and those pens are dope. Uh, Flobo Voice, you can follow me on Twitter at Flobo Voice, on Instagram at Flobito, and of course, Flobito.com. The politician's over, but stick around because After Bus TV has so much other great content for you to enjoy. But until next time, buzz you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.